Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Well, you know what that means. It's time once again to talk about your car, your truck, your van, and any problems you may be having with it. And if you want to find out more about what's ailing, take advantage of this guy's knowledge, I'm talking about ASC Certified Technician Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive on beautiful Grand Avenue in St. Paul. Good morning, Dan. Good morning, Denny. How are things there at Lloyd's? Well, busy as always. And uh, <laughs> yes. yeah, and that's a good thing. That's a good thing. Well, yeah. it's been quite a winter. You know, my, my, my very first winter in business when I bought my first service station was the winter of 1983-1984. Oh, that was a, a run for the record book. It was a humdinger. And, you know, when you're in the car ripper business, of course, cold weather, especially back then, brought you uh, tons of business. And so that was an incredible year for a young guy to be starting in business. And uh, and here we are again. Yeah, my, like, you know, <laughs> near the end of my road. And, and, uh, and Well, don't put it quite that way. We need well, you around here for a while. So. I know. No, yeah, no, <laughs> don't go that. away just yeah. yet. Well, we can uh, do the but, math. 1983 yeah. and 84 to now. That's yeah. a long time. <laughs> I was talking to my daughter, Tina, yesterday. I said, you know, the 80s doesn't seem that long ago to I some know. people. But right. uh, anyway, uh, if you have, again, any kind of a car care question, and, and Dan's visit here on CCO is a rather brief one, so he'll be uh, taking his leave about 7.45. So any problems you think you might have with your your vehicle before you bring it in for service, you want to know what's ailing, uh, why don't you call or text Dan, and it's the same number, and that number is 651-461-9226. Um, we've already got uh, a couple of uh, text messages already, Dan, but let's do this. I know Tim... And Fridley, I think, has been waiting on the line to ask you a question. Uh, Tim, thanks for your patience. What is your question for Dan? Hey, uh, long-time listener here. Hey, I've got a 2010 Buick Lucerne. Went to uh, leave work yesterday. Uh, it would turn over. It was felt like it was getting gas, but it uh, it wouldn't stay running. Uh, you know, so it seemed like it wasn't getting uh, fuel to stay running. So I called the tow uh the tow driver came out he tried tapping on the uh, gas tank with a hammer a couple of times to see if there was something uh, going on there with the fuel pump uh, still wouldn't start hauled it up to my uh local shop got we got it off the lift he tried starting it once wouldn't start i got in it tried twice to get it to start wouldn't start turned it over a third time, and then it started up. 
uh, wondering, is it something with the fuel pump or was it possibly just vapor lock? And is there, uh, the shop was closed by the time I got there, so is there a way of testing a fuel pump when it's not acting up? Well, uh, I mean, you can certainly test a fuel pump when it's not acting up, but it uh, won't do you uh, much good. It'll, I'm sure it'll test fine, and so uh, that won't tell us very much. You know, they, on, on that vintage of a, of a Buick, they have a theft control device built into the key and into the ignition switch itself. So in other words, if you put the key in, there, it, it needs to know that it's the right key and that the, uh, there's a communication that happens between the key and the switch itself. And if that communication's not happening, it won't start in a fashion like what you're describing. So I think you might be on the right track that it certainly could be a fuel pump. They will act that way. And, uh, you know, the test is very simple. There's actually a port where we can screw our fuel gauge right on it. So if you can get it to act up in the next day or two, uh, you'll be able to test the fuel pressure and, and see if it's working. But I also think, the, uh, you know, the shop will probably be aware of this model of car and their theft deterrent, uh, um, can, you know, deal they have going on with the key because that's actually pretty common that that will fail that way. So that's just a couple of things for you to think about. And if the car is at the shop, which is probably not, you probably drove it home. But uh, that's just a couple of things for you to think about. And if the car is at the shop, which is probably not, you probably drove it home. But, uh, uh, you know, see how it does this morning and this weekend. And and if it never acts up again, I guess you're done. Uh, if it does act up again, then we'll, we'll have to do some diagnostics a little, uh, you know, a little more involved. Uh, Dan, and I know we've addressed this from time to time over the years. In fact, you've, you've worked on an old SUV of, uh, we used to have. Are fuel pumps uh, always or generally in the f- uh, gas tank these days? Yeah, not I wouldn't, not 100% of oh, the time, really? okay. but most of the time, yeah. They're pretty most much, the they're... yeah, they're, um, you know, that's certainly the most common place for them. Every once in a while, they used to be in the fuel rail somewhere, and I think there's probably still a few models that uh, have them in the fuel rail, but uh, most of the time they're in the tank themselves. All right. A uh, bunch of text messages as well. I tell you what, let's do that. I'm getting a bit of a signal here. Let's do this. Let's take a quick break. Come right back on the other side. Any kind of a car care question, here's the guy you want to chat with or send a text. Uh, keep in mind this is a, a phone number and also the text number. 651-461-9226 CCO's Car Care Show here on Newstalk 830 WCCO. Don't forget, set those clocks ahead one hour as you retire tonight. Good Saturday morning to you. Denny Long here along with ASU Certified Technician Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive. Dan, for those that are maybe new to the show or maybe need some help at Lloyd's, where do we find you guys? Well, you can find us at 982 Grand Avenue, Denny, which is right between Lexington and Victoria in St. Paul, where the where the hockey tournaments are going on. That's this, right. Uh, this weekend. I was actually down at them last night. That was really fun. Um, you can find us on the web at lloydsautomotive.net, L-L-O-Y-D-S, lloydsautomotive.net. 
or give us a call, 651-228-1316. We'll get you that info uh, before Dan leaves us, which is about 745 this morning. Our phone number is also our text number, 651-461-9226 for your car care kind of questions. Uh, we've got a couple of Toms on the horn, uh, Dan, plus a bunch of uh, text messages. Let's see if we can get moving here. Tom in Lakeville is our first stop. Tom, thank you for waiting. What is uh, your question for Dan? Uh, thanks for the show, you guys. Um, mm-hmm. So I have a 2018 uh, Honda CRV, and I took it in uh, and had uh, uh, tires rotated, and I only have I got less than 30,000 miles on it. And now the adaptive cruise control uh, problem comes on. Um, uh, lane departure, uh, migration comes on, and um, uh, it's just there's a problem. I brought it back in. They said that uh, they don't. They don't. Well, uh, they they weren't sure. They thought maybe I hit a pothole or uh, there was construction or something. Um, it's still doing it. Um, what, what do you think uh, could be the problem? Uh, I'll hang up and listen. Yeah. Well, that you know that lane departure and all of that is controlled with a computer and cameras and I mean it's it's a system that is on the vehicle and we have access to that symptom with our or, or that system with our diagnostics equipment and uh, if that system is acting up every time you start the car it does a self-check if it fails the self-check it it disables the system and turns the light on so that's what's going on and uh, if the light is coming on then there should be a diagnostic trouble code stored in that system Um, and that should give us some direction as to where we should go with that and what's going on with that. And uh, if it's a shop that you know doesn't have the capability of of uh, interfacing with that system, it's kind of a you know a newer type system. They're, they haven't been around all that many years, so some diagnostic equipment won't get in there. But uh, but if I certainly we can. Uh, get into it and see what's going on, and that's what the procedure would be to to start with, and then, uh, you know, maybe one of those components that are involved, maybe trouble with the camera or whatever is going on. I don't see what it would have, have why it would have anything to do with the tire rotation, but with cars, you never know. <laughs> Everything is is uh, so intertwined. But uh, like I say, I think if you bring it in, uh, if the shop you brought to wasn't able to interface with it, then you should try another one because they, they, we certainly can do that, and, that, and that's where the fix will be. All right. Thank you, Tom. Let's go to another Tom, this one calling in from North Branch. Uh, Tom, thank you for waiting. What's your question, please? Yeah, good morning. I was questioning a battery replacement. Uh, on these newer cars with all electronics, do you guys, can you, can you take a battery out of a car and replace it with another battery? Or do you, do you guys have to hook something up? Or you know, what's, what's the procedure? Well, we don't have to hook something up. Yes, you can take a battery out of a car and, you know, disconnect it from the car, put a new battery in and connect it back up and, 
and everything will be fine. You might lose uh, a little bit of memory, but on the newer cars, not even. It'll, uh, it'll, you know, for a reasonable yeah. amount of time, it will even remember your, where your radio settings were and all that sort of stuff. To okay. protect ourselves so that we don't have to go through the process of reprogramming everything, we do hook up a battery backup, um, you know, a, a, a positive to somewhere, somewhere positive on the system, and then the negative part of the battery uh, to the ground uh, somewhere on the vehicle, and so that uh, it, it does not get disconnected from a battery. And uh, the only reason we do that, though, is, is convenience and time to save us uh, in the event that something does need to be uh, reestablished. The most common thing is the radio. You know, you'd have to reset all the codes. You'd have to reset the clock. Uh, all that sort of stuff. So long answer, but the, the the truth is if you want to just replace a battery, that's fine. You might have some work to do afterwards. If you don't want to do that work afterwards, then uh, hook up a backup battery while you're working on the vehicle. And, uh, and if you do that, uh, all of the information will be stored. Yeah. Convenience is what you're yeah, saying. Convenience. Sure. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Very good, Tom. Thank you. Good morning. Texter says, can you explain what turbo and ecotech means for engine types? I'm wondering if, uh, I wonder if they're talking about these little buttons or dash lights that you can see from time to time. Yeah, well, uh, you know, turbo is, is if the vehicle is equipped with a turbocharger. Uh, what that is, is it, it's a fan, actually, that's driven by the exhaust, and it pressurizes the intake manifold to give you more power and fuel economy and all of that sort of stuff. And Ecotech, I'm not so sure of. That's kind of a branding thing that I think Ford does with their pickup trucks. And uh, I'm not sure exactly what that is. It probably has to do with, you know, the fuel economy and, yes. and all that sort of stuff. But, I've uh, seen that in the various cars I've owned. Uh, you yeah. Know, a little, yeah I'm, I'm, that's, you're probably right. Well, look, uh, Dan, uh, I'm getting a signal here. We need to take a quick break uh, for that forecast. Just a reminder, we're moving to daylight saving time in the morning. So don't forget, we're moving our clocks ahead one hour, which means we lose an hour of sleep. So don't forget, turn your clocks ahead one hour as you retire overnight tonight. We'll have a few more minutes to go. Dan takes his leave about 745 here. So if you have a car care question, we've got a bunch of texts we'll get to when we come back. Here on News Talk 830 WCCO. Good Saturday morning to you. Welcome back to CCO's Car Care Show. Denning along here along with ASC certified technician Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive on Grand Avenue. We'll get you his info before he leaves us, which is probably about 8, 10 minutes or so from now. Uh, Dan, again, a bunch of text messages. Let's see if we can't do a little bit of a lightning round here. Uh, 2018 GMC Sierra have never been explained what the difference between four-high and auto four-wheel is. We generally, they say, leave it in auto four-wheel in the winter, but wondering if it should only be used in deep snow. Could you explain, and, and thanks for the show. Yeah, well, I think the auto four you can drive in that all the time if you want. That's just fine. And the uh, four high um, locks it in uh, one more level. 
In other words, um, instead of the car automatically switching, you know, from front or rear or applying power uh, as it sees fit, if you put it in four high, all of the wheels are actually locked in and you're getting power to each of the wheels if you're in heavy snow or getting stuck or something like that. The most fuel efficient uh, place for it to be, though, is in four high. So I think if you, you know, if you read your owner's manual, that's where you'll get an exact description better than the one I just gave you. But, uh, but, uh, in, uh, in, um, auto is when you'll get the best fuel economy. Okay. Very good. Uh, tire rotations, uh, texture says once used a crisscross rotation pattern. So all tires were eventually in all four spots. Now, Tires are simply rotated the front to back and vice versa. Why do you think the change and which is better? Well, you know, that jury is still out. Some people still do it different. They'll move the front ones straight back and crisscross the the uh, rear ones. And <clears throat> some people believe that the once a tire has been rotating in a certain direction, you should keep it rotating in that direction and actually quite often nowadays tires are designed that way they're only designed to go in one direction and if that's the case you can't crisscross them they need to be you know uh, on the left or right side so that they go in the proper direction so in that case you can only rotate them front to rear Um, I personally only rotate my tires front to rear and uh like I say, it's it's kind of a personal preference thing nowadays, unless the tires are designed that way. Okay, we're good. Uh, let's see, 2015 GMC Acadia maintenance schedule says I need a transmission fluid flush, but shop says the filter change will take 18 hours. Is the filter lifetime, or should I have it changed? Yeah, I'm not sure about that. Hmm. I would have to check the uh, yeah. Yeah, the the uh, inform or you know the information that GM puts out about that, but but uh, yeah, if the transmission has to be replaced or removed to change the filter, I would not do that. I, I they did they did not design it that way. So if that's true, then uh, you do not need to change the filter. All right. Uh, this texture has a mid '60s Chevy with drum brakes. That is a summer fun ride. Texture says, I know that they have kits to swap out to front disc brakes, but how difficult of a job is it, do you think? And is this something that Lloyd's Automotive does, or who else might you refer me to? Yeah, we don't do it. I don't know who does do it. Uh, I know that they uh, brake. First of all, brakes are a tricky thing for me to get involved in doing something other than the way the vehicle was designed gets complicated and you know for a whole bunch of legal reasons we're not really willing to do that and uh but they do offer kits and i'm sure they work just fine and uh you know they're they're designed to work with your vehicle the the big biggest part is is getting the uh you know the uh rotors to mount on properly and then getting the brake caliper to mount on properly and so I'm not sure if it's worth the undertaking or not, but but uh, if it is worth the undertaking for you, then uh, the kit will come with directions and modifications that you might have to make. Uh, 
it certainly can be done, but I don't know if you're going to find a shop that's willing to do that because uh, they don't want the trouble. Okay. Good morning. This texture says, uh, 2003 Dodge Ram 2500. When I turn to the right, the ABS and brake lights come on. When I return to center, they turn off. They do not turn on when I turn to the left. What might cause that? Well, I, you know, I bet you have something like a loose connection or a wire that's on the verge of breaking to one of your uh, ABS sensors, <clears throat> which on that vehicle is probably, well, for sure it's on the front two wheels, might be on the back wheels, but I think if you have not have an inspection done, you'll find that maybe one of those wires is fraying and under certain conditions it's losing connection and uh, something like that is going on that's that's causing the light to go on the way that it is. If they scan the anti-lock brake system with their diagnostic equipment, they'll be able to know which wheel it is that's acting up that's causing the trouble and that will shorten the search a little bit. Okay. Uh, let's see. Nine, this may be one of the last ones here. Nine, oh, there's an interesting one. 1992 S10 Blazer, 4.3 with code. It has the stock remote oil filter. Hmm. Last fall, my oil pressure went through the roof, started spraying out the gasket of the filter. I replaced the lines in the oil cooler, fired it up, did the same thing. My question is, would it be oil pressure regulator in the block or the oil pump? What's happening? It seems that the oil doesn't want to return to the block. Thank you. Yeah, I'm not sure where the blockage is, but you're right. That is what's going on. Uh, could be in the oil filter itself. We've seen that before where uh, the bypass valve has collapsed and uh, caused that sort of trouble. But there's certainly a blockage somewhere, and... Uh, you know, I'd have to get out the diagram and see exactly how the oil flows and where there's a potential uh, for a blockage. But uh, but you're, you're right. What what you're describing is uh, is a blockage somewhere, and we just need to figure out where that's happening. A lot of potholes out there uh, lately. It seems like they're really appearing a lot more lately. What, you know, any advice? I mean, sometimes they're, they're, you get a lot of traffic. There's no way to dodge them. What what kind of advice would you have? And are you seeing those uh, the damages at Lloyd's? We are. In fact, my wife just described this to me last night with her vehicle. I have a truck, so I'm better off than she is. But she has low-profile tires on her car. And she says if she's in a lane and can't switch lanes, she ends up you know, slowing way down and just about stopping uh, when she sees a pothole, a big pothole coming up. So... Uh, you know, that's it. Avoid them if you can. Uh, if you have to hit them, go slow and pay close attention because uh, there's lots of them. And uh, they do have uh, difficult or bad effects on a car. You know, they can ruin suspension parts. They can bend the wheels. They can ruin tires. We've seen all of that, and we've seen a lot of it uh, this year. So pay attention to that and be careful. If it's if it's your regular driving route, remember where they are. And yeah. <laughs> if they're bad mind. enough, maybe you want to find a new route. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, pretty nasty. Dan, we have to take uh, take a break, and we have to run out of here. But let's uh, let's do this again uh, next week. We'll have another car care show, as we always like to do on Saturday mornings. Dan, have a good week. And how do we get in touch with you guys at Lloyd's? 
Well, come on over, Denny. We are at 982 Grand Avenue in St. Paul. You can find us on the web at lloydsautomotive.net, L-L-O-Y-D-S, lloydsautomotive.net. Or give us a call, 651-228-1316. Excellent. Have a great week, Dan. Thanks so much, and we'll uh, we'll have another show next week. Take care, Thanks, Dan. Thanks, Danny. Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive, Jack Farrell's Wine Chat Straight Ahead here. On News Talk 830, this is WCCO. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.